Welcome to the Other Kingdom Podcast. Join Fred Betcher, Darren Colago, and Levi Ellerton as they explore ministry and discipleship through the lens of the kingdom. This is season one. I'm a pilgrim here on the side of the grave. Welcome back to another episode of The Other Kingdom, a podcast by North Point College in Grand Rapids. We are exploring ministry through the lens of the kingdom, and uh, my name is Levi Ellerton. I'm the recruitment coordinator. Uh, With me, I also have Fred Betcher, the director of marketing and recruiting. Hey, how's it going? And our campus pastor, Aaron Colago. Well, hello. Aaron. And it's so good to be back here with you guys. Yeah, we're back. And We're so, back. yeah, Aaron, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we wanted to explore purpose and calling um, through the lens of the kingdom. Um, and, and I think that that is really applicable because at some point, all of us kind of have to grapple with what, what does it mean to be called? What is my purpose? Yeah. Um, it's sort of the foundation of what we build off of, one of the foundations of what we build off of. And so we're just going to, we're going to start with the basic, right? Like why does purpose and calling matter? And they're, they're two words that kind of get thrown around together. Yeah. They feel, yeah. sometimes they feel interchangeable. Right. Um, sometimes, I don't know. I think, I think we could talk about it with some subtle distinctions mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it matters when you're, you're thinking through kind of the concepts, I think. Yeah. So. Okay. I feel like, you know, when we were talking through this, Fred, you had a really nice way of, of distinguishing these two, these two things, right. Of purpose and calling. You felt like you had mentioned that you felt like purpose is God endowed, right. Calling could be God directed. Yeah. And I, I guess, um, just trying to, to flush that out, um, flush that out in my own mind. Um, I, I think that every person has purpose. Like, yeah. I don't think there's there's a single person in the world who doesn't have purpose. And no, like, I agree. It's something that God gives to people. Yeah. Purpose, and um, I think we see that reflected in Imago Dei that, That's that being right. created in the image of God. Yes. And this idea that like who we are actually reflects who god is yes um or at least our purpose yeah is supposed to reflect uh who god is and then we reflect that in the things that we do right um so i guess i don't know those are those are kind of the distinction that i was making in my mind and i would i'm definitely open to some pushback on that yeah no i think and i was kind of thinking of it in a similar way like i think that because we are image bearers, there's inherent purpose, right? So I, I was definitely in agreement with that. I think that there is inherent purpose in all people. Um, I think, yeah, and I think calling, um, I think calling tends to be something we discover as we grow mm-hmm. and as we mature and as we figure out ourselves and as we are, you know, growing in our faith with Christ. And I think that calling could almost be like, the title and then some of the subtitles look like some of the different assignments that come with that calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and 
formed sometimes around our skill set. Yep. And we ha- all have different skills, I yep. think, that yep. they kind of rise to the surface through yep. our interests, our passions. Yes. Um, and I would say that those would be the things that God kind of directs us to. And I guess that would be where I would say calling starts to flourish or grow in our yeah. lives. Yeah. And I, I think for me personally, the the calling um, that I felt on my life um, was directed towards ministry. Mm-hmm. But that has looked so, it has taken so many different forms and shapes yes. over, yes. you know, the last 40 years of my life. Right. <laughs> um, that, um, you know, where I thought that I was headed at one point, and that was good, that was my calling. I look back now, and I'm and I see a whole like different trajectory. Yeah, on what that what that turned out to be. I guess. Yeah i I have a question for you guys. Um, how does purpose and calling intersect with the other kingdom? One thing I'd say is calling. I think it has to do with a passion that is on your heart, but and we've chatted about this. Calling is is about when God calls you to something. It's probably about people. Yeah, it's about something more that is is kingdom. It's not to gain wealth. It's not to gain popularity. Yeah, but it's spreading His glory in in the way that you feel called and and you're passionate about. Yeah, um, the kingdom of God might say like, "Hey, you're passionate about." being uh, in the medical field sweet you're gonna make a ton of money and that is a that's great that that's what you want to do and you can yeah, do it yeah um but the kingdom of god says hey you're passionate about the medical field like think about all the people that you might be able to help yeah and represent god and yes um and so there there is a difference because um or it, the kingdom of the world might say um man like if that makes you happy like and, and it's it's for you then do it and yeah. the kingdom of god saying like it might bring you joy but it's not about you right and you're bar- you're part of a bigger purpose right um so yeah i hope that makes sense i think I, so i think so too and and when you say um like it's not about you how do you how do you reconcile that with like the way that it is it can often be very personal yeah would you say yeah absolutely like the skill like if i i have never wanted to be a doctor First of all, because there are so many things involved with being a doctor that I don't like or think I could handle as it relates to blood and <laughs> and just that whole the whole skill set that yeah. amazes me that doctors are able to do. So in that regard, it feels yeah. very personal specific. Absolutely. That one. So like like where does the tension lie between like your passion and how it does bring you joy and then to like not being about you yeah well it's, it i think the word would be like participation god is gonna is gonna i don't want to say the word use because you're not a tool but he's right. gonna he's gonna invite you to participate in what good. you have purpose yeah. for um if i really wanted to be an nfl football player i think i could do it but it might not be my skill set i might ride the bench but god is would probably have uh, more participation with me if I do something that I am good at, which could be something that is not the lines of, of athletics personally, maybe, <laughs> maybe pro wrestling, but, <laughs> but, uh, 
it, it maybe it's more with, I have passion to be with people and and reading and and maybe discovering what's in scripture like that's my passion and god has personally called me to do something for that and so there is there is a tension of like it isn't about me because there's times where i might not feel like it's it's what i'm supposed to do when ministry brings me down um and it doesn't bring me maybe the joy that i was expecting Mm -hmm. um i realize that there is a deeper a deeperness to it because it's it's god's an invitation to participate in what he has kind of placed on my heart yeah and that might make sense but there there is a grand scheme of the miss the missio day the mission of god yeah that, that you're called to be a part of that and, yes and uh but it, it involves your passions in life i think yeah. yeah if i can say that yeah yeah i yeah go ahead I really, I really liked that participation word. I thought that was really good. And maybe that's kind of the connecting tissue even of the purpose and calling where, you know, when your, your passions maybe fail you and what you feel called to do, that your purpose kind of pulls you back in and says, but I have, you know, I have this quote unquote job to do and I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep pursuing that calling to see where God is like leading and directing and growing me and challenging me and forming me. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah. I really like that. I like the way you said that with the participation. participation. That's good. I, I think ultimately, ultimately, no matter what we do or what arena we are in, and there are many arenas, right? We are called to the Jesus way, right? So yeah. that's our, that's our first mm-hmm. and foremost thing. We're called to the Jesus way. We're called to Christ likeness and inner transformation. And I feel like, if that means you're going to be a coach, you're still called to the transformation, internal transformation, mm-hmm. and you're called to bring that with you everywhere you go, mm. right? And so if your passion is sports, then you bring that like that precious aroma of Jesus with you to to this passion. And I think like when we see people stepping out in some of these arenas and they're doing this thing that you know, sometimes I feel like people feel like, well, it it can't really be a calling if it's not in ministry per se. And I'm like, we got to go into all parts of the world. Right. right? And I think ministers have a very specific thing that they are doing. We are holding space for people's spirituality, but there are a whole lot of people who aren't in the church yet. You know what I mean? Who don't know Jesus yet. And so I feel like first and foremost, we're called to our calling is Jesus yeah, and to be Mm. made in his, and, and to be transformed into uh, his image, right? Yeah, that's right. And then we go into these places and we have these different passions and we bring that with us. And mm-hmm. so it's like, even if things are going really tough at work or things are going really tough at this thing we feel really passionate about, we remember that there is something even bigger than this work that we're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. It is It is the Jesus way going out into all parts of the world. Yeah, that's so true. I really like that. And I do think that word participation is what we are invited into. Right. And I think it's really neat to see the way, like we look at different folks with different types of passions, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Music, sports, art, whatever it may be in the way that like those things glorify God when we participate with him in that passion. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So another question, how does purpose um, or I'm sorry, how does preparation play into purpose and calling? Hmm. Now, there's definitely so many times in scripture where someone has a calling on their life or mm. a person and and God doesn't 
just say, all right, sweet, you have the passion, you're ready, and throw them onto the stand of their calling. Good. Yep. Uh, and I'm getting this from our president, Trent, where he really talks about where when God calls you, he he walks with you in preparation. That's good. And he uses the example of David. I mean, he was anointed, and I think the scholars have said 18 years between when he was anointed to be king to when he became king was 18 right. years. Right. Um, That's a he, long degree program. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a time where he where he had to, to grow closer to God. He had to do things that maybe he didn't want to do. I mean, he was running from from Saul. Yeah. There was, it was not it was not like awesome. No. Right? It was yeah. not like glorious years oh, of man. being like yeah. living in castles and just being a rock and king, right? Like I think there was a ton of room for him to second guess if any of it was true and if any of it had happened. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Cuz yeah. it was a ton of hardship. Yeah. I mean it was it wasn't it wasn't I don't know the word like luxurious. It wasn't like bougie. It wasn't any of those things. It was, it was, I think we could probably summarize and say it was difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that adds a level of dimension to this as well. Like, you know, preparation. I think sometimes we think preparation, I don't know. I don't know if this might be a stretch, but preparation should be easy. Preparation should seem like a, 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 an easy thing because you're moving towards a thing God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you think that like that's kind of our how we picture I, it. I, I would say twenty year old Aaron thought that was the deal. If yeah. God's called me to it, it's gonna be easy. You know, yeah. not that I was like looking for easy, but I just thought, yeah. well, if God's called me to it, right. it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna, it, gonna happen. It's gonna happen. He's gonna yeah. make a way. He's gonna make a way. <laughs> yeah. and it's not Without gonna hurt any participation. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, or <laughs> serious sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, or yeah. suffering. Yeah. You're crazy. Christians don't oh. suffer. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine telling a lawyer like they're like, I'm called. I think I think really want to be a lawyer, and they're like, sweet, you have the passion. Get on the stand. You're ready yeah. to go. Yeah, get out there. Get in front of the judge. There's exactly. no time of preparation. Exactly. And there's no hard work and studies where they right. might have to. And and I know that might be a more a, a, a job that has a lot more preparation, and right. there might be some that might have less if if you're called or different kind but yeah but it goes without saying i mean when a when a young kid says you know i want to be an astronaut one day like they're not aware of the what what it takes yeah to get yeah yeah like there is a time of preparation and it it might be difficult yes but god is still a part of it and still walking with you in that calling absolutely i i kind of i like that too when we talk about david and even those examples that you just gave um to think about it maybe calling in that that light where God gives you kind of this, um, this idea of a a direction of your life, mm. and it's that direction that helps you that really does start to give you clarity and starts pointing you towards the preparation that you need, Good. and you even get to fall back on that yeah. uh, in in the difficult times when it when you kind of hit those roadblocks of like oh wow this is way harder than I thought maybe yeah. I'm not supposed to do it you can say well no. No, God called me to. I feel like God called me to do this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna work through this process and and continue uh, whatever this looks like for my preparation. Yeah, and sometimes I think the things that we we don't even necessarily look at as preparation are preparation. That's I was thinking the same thing. Oh yeah, I, I was thinking I I I probably wasted so much time thinking that the difficulty I was in was a sidetrack to the thing God had called me to do. Mm. When in reality, I've probably pulled more from those really, 
really difficult seasons. I, I call them the desert seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you feel like you've, you're in the wilderness and you feel powerless or you feel confused and you're not quite sure. I would say that those moments have yielded more fruit in my life than even the times where I'm like, I know I'm on track. I'm going yeah. the right way. Like it has been those desert seasons yes. where I didn't even realize that was part of the preparation. Right. right. I, I thought, I thought God's dropped the ball on me. Yeah. And I, I, and now, you know, sitting here, I probably mine those seasons more than, more than many others. No, that's so true. I could totally relate to that. There was a time in my life where I felt like I need to fix this because I'm not doing what God is calling me yeah. to do. Like yeah. I have to get back to the right road or per se, like this is just a roadblock. Yeah. But those, those are the, the years I would say that where it grew me more than I had ever thought I'd go to where it, it has helped me be the the man I am today. I would say even husband, friend, yep. who I am today, and it's grown. Made me grow closer to Christ. Oh my word! Yeah, totally. So, right, like we've just chatted a little bit about, you know, preparation often comes with a level of hardship. Um, in light of that, what if what if you feel deeply wounded? by you know your purpose and calling and and how does hardship play into purpose and calling as in you know should it be easy are you in the wrong thing if it isn't easy or you're experiencing a lot of hardship with it Hmm. um i was i was actually listening to a sermon this morning by erwin mcmanus who is a personal favorite of mine um, and he, like, as we were, you know, I knew we were going to be, be doing this today and it just struck me. He said, Moses spent 40 years in the wilderness, like avoiding his, and I'm paraphrasing, avoiding his calling. You know, he, he was placed in a position of a, like in the palace, yes. essentially. Yes. Like. A strategic spot. Strategically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he commits murder, goes on the run. Pieces and out. And like the thing that I think even his family thought this, per- this, this child is special. Like he has a purpose and he has a calling. Like he just was like out of there, you know? So he spends 40 years in the wilderness avoiding his calling. But then, um, and the way Erwin said it, I was like, because God's a poet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. love that. Yes. And says, and then 40, after that, he spent 40 years in the wilderness following his calling in that same wilderness. And God redeemed like the very place that he had run to. Mm. And essentially, that was part of his preparation. Yeah. Like yeah. the running away. Even in the running away, there was, uh, God redeemed it and, yeah. and, and brought about this preparation and, and knowing the, the land and knowing how to survive in, in the, the desert. desert. Yes. Yes. You know, and obviously yeah. God was the provider and God provided for all the people in the desert and the Israelites. And, you know, it's not that it was just Moses' skill. It was still that participation with yes. God. But yes. but it was uh, a preparation for living in the desert. And yeah. So yeah I just, good. I really, um, I don't know, that just really struck me. Thinking back on even on my own life of the, the seasons that... Um, uh, looking that looking back now you see 
the way God redeems so many of your failures yeah. or the places that you, yeah. I, I can think of several times where I'm like, oh man, God was really speaking to my me in those seasons and I was not listening. Right. And I see like how the, the dominoes fell um, in not so great ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but yet that's still part of like my story yes. as part of my story of redemption. And it's, it's something that God has continued to use in a redeeming way Yeah, in my life and in discussions I've been able to have with people and being able to even to relate to certain things. And, and by no means am I saying like, you know, like Paul says, should we go on sinning? No, no, that's not the point at all. Yeah. But the point is that in any situation and in the part of the process and, and God leading us to where he's called us to be, that he is capable of redeeming everything. And and those seasons of, you, you find as you look back that it was preparation rather than, you know, being all for naught. Right. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, you, you mentioned before, and I really liked it, it was like, God isn't like, he doesn't waste time. Like, he's efficient. Super. And like, so like, I totally see that, especially we look at scripture when someone runs from the calling or, or our valley seasons or yeah. our desert seasons yeah. where, where like Fred, you were just talking about that. We think that, you know, we may have stepped out of our calling, but those are the seasons that God actually redeems and uses. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you can miss your calling? Like, I know we're talking a lot about redemption and the way that God you know, this word uses, it, it's not quite the right word for it, right? But mm-hmm, he does, mm-hmm. like nothing is left unredeemed by God. Like yeah. if, we, if, if we're willing to allow him to step into all these broken right. areas in our life and all, you know, God will redeem it. So, and we've been talking a lot about that. Do you think, and I think that this is something, you know, 20-year-old Aaron would have needed to hear and, and was asking, like, can, can, I miss, can I miss what God wants to do with my life? I would say that I don't think you can actually do that if there comes a moment that you choose to step into it. Mm. Right. And I'll just fall back on participation again. The moment we yes. just the moment we decide to participate with what God's called us to do, whatever that may be, like that's it. Um and I'm going to quote Erwin one more time cuz this message was really <laughs> meaningful to me. Mm. Do it up. So just let me do it. Uh, Here's the quote. He said, God doesn't want you to make up for lost time. He just wants you to give him the time that is not yet lost. And that, that just was something that I felt really deeply because, you know, I, I know the, the pieces of my life. I know how my heart was in different seasons. And every time that I've said, you know what? I don't have to look back. I'm going to look forward. God takes care of what happened That's before. Right. That's right. Um, and just leads into the future. And um, the, the, the understanding that we can give him the, the time that's not yet lost and then see, I think, more, you know, as much fruit as God's willing to, to bear out of that. I, it's so good. Fred, because like, I think oftentimes we think like, 
or maybe it's just me. Like I've got to have this grand moment. You know what I mean? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I maybe am off track or I've, I've moved purposefully away from what something I felt like God was calling me to. So I, you know, I've got to wait for this grand moment to turn, you know, turn the train. And I feel like so much of what I'm hearing, especially through Erwin McManus is just like, right where you are, right where you are, no matter where you are, God can like, you don't need to wait for a grand moment like yeah. right now, right where you are. And God will start to direct you, direct you. And you'd be surprised even in the situation you're in, what God's going to do. If yeah. you are just willing to yield and say, okay, not my way, but your way. Mm. It's the best way. Yeah. Mm. And I think that there's a, I think, I don't know, there's a level to me that's like exciting because he doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be this grand like firework show. Like, okay, now go over here. It's just like, no, right yeah. where I'm at right now. Yeah. It's your way, not mine. Right. That's so good. I, I feel it's like, important. Yeah. It's, it seems like sometimes our first calling is Jesus. It's it's to grow closer to Jesus yeah. and, and, and to be be like him. And yeah. if we run from God or we run from our calling, like Jesus is still there and he still yes. loves us. Yes. And so that that first calling is just to, to get back to Jesus, like you said, like yeah. Jesus is the way. I think the first like Jesus, we're we're walking the Jesus way and we're learning because sometimes I think we take calling and purpose um, and we use that that language as a way to say and, and to answer this question of am I significant? Mm. And I think the reality is if you, like before you do anything, before anything else, you are loved by God. Like that's, that's, that's the deal, yeah. right? You are loved by God and any, and everything flows out of that reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your calling, your purpose doesn't make you more lovable. It doesn't Come make on. you yeah. like you have space now in the kingdom. It is, you are loved by God and your first and foremost job, if you will, job's a terrible word for us, but your first <laughs> and foremost thing is to learn to be loved by him yeah. because to be loved by God is to be changed and to be transformed. And you can't help but want other people to experience that same thing. Right. And so I think sometimes we have to be careful with purpose and calling because we're looking because we all have a hole in our hearts. Right. And, and we will, and even though we're like, but I'm doing it for Jesus. This is for Jesus. We'll stick anything to try and put something in that hole to Mm. cut, to cover the bleeding. And, and we're like, but it's for God. And the only thing is to be with God and to be changed by God. That is it. And then everything, our purpose, our calling, it flows from that. So whether we're ever this massive significant or we're not, it doesn't matter because I'm loved by God. That's my foundation. And my calling comes from that space. hundred percent. That's so true. Does that mean your calling can change? That's a, I think it can. Yeah. Oh. I think is that a I, no, is that an audible? Sorry, no, no. I, I think I think um, <laughs> no, I don't, it's I, an actual question. I would like. I mean, I would. I think we might see it as change. I might say it might develop. Yeah, um, I like that word too. Yeah, like so. When I was called, uh-huh. I thought I was called to be a missionary, uh-huh. and like same. Um, yeah, like that was like. Well, then I'm gonna be a missionary, and then like yeah. as I've walked the way of Jesus, yes. and I've grown closer to Him. I found that maybe like one day I could. I could move overseas or totally. become a, a missionary in the U.S. Like, totally. But my calling has kind of developed into, like, more of just ministry-focused. And, and and maybe that's being with people in a certain way. Maybe that's traveling and helping people discern their calling. That's, cool. that's studying and growing in the knowledge of, of the scriptures to help people understand scripture. But that doesn't mean I've 
I've run from the calling or my calling maybe has completely changed. It's just, I, I think it's developing further. I think that's mm-hmm. good. Um, and that might be a more personal antidote and that's not that's theological, good. but I think there is development because when you're young, you, you could hear the voice of God and not uh, that you heard him wrong, but you might have heard it and, and misinterpreted it slightly mm-hmm. to where you don't know exactly, but you are walking to grow, grow in that calling and grow mm-hmm. in, and maybe what God has actually spoken to you. I don't know. I think that's a really important, yeah. I think that's a really important distinction. I would probably say I felt something similar. I thought I was called right to missions. And I think as I've gotten older and I've walked the Jesus way and, um, learned more about Jesus. And as he's trying <laughs> to transform my heart, um, and as I've been willing to submit more and more to him to be transformed, I've seen it change a little bit and I, and I can see where I, you know, interpreted things that I'm not quite even sure that that's what God was saying to me. And so I've seen it grow and change. I would say, I know that he has called me to people to love his people really well. And that is the through line Mm -hmm. of all the different assignments I would say that Mm -hmm. I have had and experienced. I like the way that you talk about that assignments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say the calling is to people for me, right? Yeah. And as I've as I've matured, and I'm praying that I have, um, <laughs> I, I'm hoping I have. I've I've seen that that's the through line of what He's ultimately called me to. He's called me to Him, and He's called me to love His people. That's good. And that's been in every vocation that I've had. That's been the through line is care really well for these people. Mm. That's that's really good. I think if someone's calling isn't that, they might need to rethink their calling a little bit. If it's not about people and Jesus and it's like something beyond that, right? They might need to rethink that. I don't. Can mm. I say that? Is that kind of because we don't serve the calling, <laughs> we serve Jesus. That's right, and that's right. Oh man, that's right. So this week, again, we're going to close with a story from the scripture, um, and I think you know as we were preparing uh this kind of just rose to the surface was the way that it is a theme that god uh, reveals through scripture is that god is interested in people and his purpose is people Mm -hmm. so go ahead yeah we're in acts chapter 9 but saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the lord went to the high priest's and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that he, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" And he said, "Who are you, Lord?" And he said, "I am Jesus, whom." You are persecuting, but rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight at the house of Judas. Look for a man 
of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who has appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened. It's, it's really cool to, to read through that and see the way that, um, even kind of see some of the similarities between um, Paul and uh, Moses and how they had these moments, like for Moses it was the burning bush, and for Saul it was the road to Damascus. But God um, interrupts their lives because they weren't looking for God, and he calls them, and he calls them to people. Yeah. Like, um, and I, I think that that's, that's maybe where we, I, I think, Levi, you said this, but, uh, where we look to is, is God calling me? Is or is this calling that I'm sensing? Is it to people? And I, I just think, man, that's that's the other kingdom. That's yeah. That's the kingdom of God. Is yes. Is about people. Yeah. Right. That's right. It's good. My, you know, as Fred was sharing um, some of his thoughts, that I I was really struck by just the role of community in our calling mm. and the role that like, you know, <laughs> Paul, Paul was not called by himself. There were people that God starts talking to, to come alongside him mm. to start being a part of this process. Yeah. And I think like, I think oftentimes because we are, you know, we live in a really individualized society. We think it's us against the world. And I think oftentimes we forget how much it's a, it's a community endeavor mm, yeah. to see us, um, that, that God moves through community. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so how integral community is, um, as we are journeying in our calling. And so I was just, something that struck me. That's really good. Well, you've been listening to the other kingdom podcast. Thanks guys. Great Thank you, Fred and Aaron. Appreciate Rock. it. But uh, we will walk with you for a while, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Other Kingdom Podcast, brought to you by North Point College. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to any resources mentioned in the conversation. And subscribe or follow the show from your favorite podcast platform.